Talking, 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 talking Tunes. Hey, you're listening to Talking Tunes by Girls Are Awesome. My name is Vakle and I'm a music producer and in this podcast I invite artists in to talk about the songwriting and production of one of their songs. In this episode I have Rebecca Lou in the studio to talk about her song Capitalism Kills. Rebecca Lou is a banger of a singer and a songwriter based in Copenhagen and Capitalism Kills is part of her newly released album called Heavy Metal Feelings, which is already out on all of your favorite platforms. This will be the last episode of Talking Tunes Season 2 and I of course used a fucked up cable for my mic so enjoy this treasure and me sounding like a robot. Girls are awesome. Girls are, girls are awesome. You are too. Girls are Awesome is a community, brand and impact agency working towards a more equitable, inclusive future by centering the voices that our world needs to hear. Hi, I'm Rebecca Liu. I'm a musician from Copenhagen, Denmark. My pronouns are she, her, and um, yeah, just uh, trying to find my way through this hectic journey called life, I guess. <laughs> I'll just need you. Capitalism Kills is a song on my new album, Heavy Metal Feelings. So I'm just really excited for my new album and all this kind of new journey I'm on musically, personally. And uh, yeah, so I'm really excited for the future. Yeah. And how long has uh, Rebecca Lou been a project of yours? I've been working on it for a long time. I feel it started in 2015 when I started writing the first demos that... um, turned up on my EP that came out in in 2018. I had this uh, rock band that I a hard rock band that I was a singer in and uh, toured a lot with that and released a few albums but we broke up and I kind of felt like I needed to find myself musically be more authentic and talk about more political stuff and wanted to take up some more space uh, musically so I decided that I wanted to start on my own go solo and yeah so I've basically been working non-stop uh, on this project yeah in the last six years Drowning hearts and money rain Shiny diamonds in a dream world All our cares ain't worth the thing I wanna close my Capitalism Kills is kind of me. I I was feeling uh, very, what can I say, distressed about the fact that I kind of, uh, there was this double side to having this privilege to kind of choose that I wanted to be a musician 
and also be broke as fuck by, because of my choice. And was feeling that I was being discredited a lot for not living off of my music professionally. But I felt like it gave me so much fulfillment in life that money had less value to me. I felt like that I could decide over my own time and my creativity and, you know, do what make, makes me happy uh, instead of what makes me, like, wealthy uh, economically. I felt like uh, there was something that I struggled with accepting from, the like, the outer world. I think this is something I hear from and also something I talk to my friends in the industry about a lot because I also am in the broke as fuck, but yeah. at least I'm almost living, like, only doing music and yeah. that's super nice. Yeah. Um, but I guess then you have to make, like, other decisions in the rest of your life that kind of allows you to not earn so much money. Exactly. And I kind of started thinking about, like, okay, what has value to me because I feel like socially in the system we are told often that that um that wealth and 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 by wealth I mean like the, the system telling you that you should have money or buy a house or take up loans that is like the sustainable way to live a life. But for me I was like okay maybe wealth for me is something else. Maybe it's creativity. Maybe it's managing my time in my own way and maybe it's yeah taking control over my life or being a good friend or like living in a relationship that's maybe out of the social construct of of what the norm thinks and says and I just kind of uh, rethought a lot of things that yeah you are told that is how you're wealthy in this in this day and age and I was kind of rethinking that like what what really means something to me is this something you just like like went around and thought about or did you do like an actual exercise or like write down like what is important to me um yeah just I just think that I'm a person like maybe everyone else you kind of in this in this capitalist system a modern world we live in you get kind of indoctrinated like you learn like what's important and I was kind of wanting to challenge challenge that thought maybe that's not what's important to me maybe that's what's I'm told that should be important to me but maybe it isn't so I was kind of Mm, okay let me rethink this you know I remember my mom when I was a kid always used to tell me that like the best things in life are free I know it's kind of a cliche but but like do you have a good friends do you have you know something in your life that gives value to you that you care about that's important to you that you can't buy for money or with social status or whatever you know so I kind of thought of a lot about that so when you sat down and wrote like the lyrics for this song how was that i was actually on my way to uh, to work <laughs> and i was driving on my bicycle and i was remembering that i i i I couldn't accept the fact that I had to work all the time because I have to pay my rent. But the fact is that I just wanted to spend my time writing all this new music. And then 
I was thinking about like what has meaning to me and I was thinking about my relationship and how much that holds value to me and my little family. And uh, yeah, I was just feeling under pressure from the system of performing and then rode my bike and this lyrics came to me. I just need you when capitalism kills. I just need you when all my courage fails. I just need you. Yeah, but so I was driving on my bicycle. This melody idea came to me and some lyrics and I recorded it on my um, memo on my phone. I think the original memo was kind of windy and uh, hard to hard to tell, but that was kind of the beginning of the song. Yeah, so this this tiny little voice memo was a uh, just stored on my phone then I had this session with a guy called Lesser Hansen he's a he's a person that I producer that I've been working a lot with previously with the especially on my first EP I wrote a bitch you look good with him and no surrender a lot of my more cheekier songs we had this session we had put up and I, he asked me if I had an idea for a song. I said, I have this tiny little snippet. What do you think about it? I really think it has something special. And then we started working on the chorus. And um, yeah, I took it from there. Initially, the, the melody that I made is, is not quite the same that it turned out to be on the album. We kind of wanted to take it in a more a melodic feel, kind of ABBA-inspired so that was kind of the idea with it and and kind of also like a, a western guitar kind of feel so that was the two inspirations we were going for with the song it has this very um like anthem chorus kind yeah. of yeah. sound <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can hear the upper reference now, but I didn't think about it when I heard the song. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you, like you say, you changed the melody, is that something that you, like, how did you do that in in the studio? Did you, like, go into the booth and then try to, like, jam out the we, variations of the melody? We were just, uh, like, looping the chorus uh, chords and just singing on the chords again and again and again and then kind of line by line it started to uh, form the melody yeah did it go from something more um, intricate to something more simple I think that it was kind of a basic melody and idea that I came with and then we were singing on top of the loop and it just expanded and got bigger and bigger. I don't know how <laughs> we ended there, but I feel like this bombastic kind of, yeah, ABBA, queenish kind of huge vibe. Um, it wasn't something that we went for, but it just came and I also feel like the lyrics were so cathartic in a way that I felt like it really just needed to have a huge chorus uh, yeah so and I also feel like well yeah that was kind of the, the the basic thing with the demo has there was 
this was the second demo. So then I took uh, the song from uh, Lasse and it uh, had kind of a, a tiny idea for a verse and a bridge and a chorus. And then I took it to my other producer, Søren Bo Lassen, which I made this entire album with. He's the main producer on the album. And I said, okay, I have, I had this idea, now I have this idea. What should we do with it? And, and Søren and I kind of put like all the rock and roll elements in the song. Um, the verse starts out really like with a pumpy little bass, kind of uh, melancholic. And then when the chorus hits, it's really like huge. And like, I, I, I hope for me the idea at least was that the listeners should like get an, a little shock effect, like be surprised that this was not something you were expecting to hear. Because so made the al- uh, the chorus really like grandiose. When I got blood on my knees, they keep calling me for all that I got. Tearing out the air in my lungs, they keep calling me and fucking me up. Making the dynamic differences from the verse to the chorus, did you have any techniques that you remember to like really make it big and like really make it small? We had like in the verse, there's no analog drums. So in the the chorus, uh, Sun uh, played, he's a drummer also. So he played like the drums uh, acoustic to kind of give it that huge uh, rock and roll feeling that I sometimes think that programmed drums can't give in a way. It's more tight. So yeah, the the cymbals crashing and all this feeling that was kind of, I think what we did to, to emphasize the chorus, I think that was the drums played a huge part in, in, in that song. Yeah. I guess sometimes making stuff sound bigger also is more about making the verses smaller. Kind of. Yes. Because in the verses, there's not a lot, which is really nice. Yeah, it's kind of basic in the verse. And a thing that I also did a lot on this album it was kind of to, it's kind of maybe a pop trick, I don't know, but going for the octave in the chorus and going for the lower octave in the verse. It's kind of hard to sing live, but I feel there's, <laughs> there's some power in doing that. That's kind of a free trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for everyone listening. And my, my producer son, he was like, Rebecca, you got to go for the octave on this one. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, but I really, um, it has this kind of stadium vibe, I think. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the solo is kind of this middle eight part that goes over in a, in a, in a solo. We actually wanted to have this kind of... Um, yeah, rock hero kind of over the top solo, kind of with 
a little bit of humor, but also to emphasize like the wildness of the chorus. So we asked uh, San's uh, brother Robert to if he could do like a take on the the, the solo part. We just sent him the song and the stems, and he he sent back like I think it was his second take. Uh, just yeah, he's an insane guitarist. <laughs> And it was so over the top, but also really with humor. I really liked that, like, over the top thing. Yeah. Glam, rocky kind of thing, yeah. I guess also, like, the whole track is not, not that there's anything wrong with glam rock, but, like, the whole track is not glam rock, so then you can put a little bit of spice in it. Yeah, I like <laughs> the song because there's so many different elements. It's kind of heartfelt and melancholic, but I also... Yeah, and the chorus also with the lyrics are very serious, but also there's some humoristic elements to the song and kind of genre breaking in a way. I can I, I thought about should I could I define this song with like a genre and that was kinda of hard for me because yeah, I don't know. What do you what do you, what did you think when you when you heard it? Mm, I think I thought like pop anthem. Yeah. But also because right now guitars and like rock sound is very in, in, in pop music. Yeah, true. But I guess if you go, if you don't think about that, it would be hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just like the song. But also it's it... so easy to put pop on everything. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. That's like a, a pop R&B or like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pop <But> ABBA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. ABBA-ish, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought the song was, it has, it has a funny build-up and uh, dynamic yeah i really i think it's I, I really like it i like how it turned out it was really fun making this song because it was so different for me so it was kind of all the rules were off the table and just try and let the song kind of decide uh, what should happen and I feel like that's what you strive and aim for when you make music but that's not always what happens sometimes you're stuck or trying to control the direction and I feel like with this song it was really fun to make and I guess it's maybe also easier because you worked with people that um, that uh, you already knew right like you already knew each other's taste so that and like you knew what their free spaces are kind of so you can let loose and not worry because you know it's going to be like within your tastes kind of anyway yeah and you're relaxed with them because you know them yeah and yeah I've exactly been having a lot of sessions with new people recently and I really like that but I also maybe other people can recognize the feeling that it's like going on a on a date or or investing in a new friendship like you really really want to show your best self and what you can do and and have this positive vibe and yeah I don't know you're just really investing in yeah. at the couple of first times that you you really want to give like the the, the creative process of the best shot yeah but you're also in, in that uh, um, in that situation you also maybe tend I, at least I know I do tend to go a bit more like do more of the stuff that I know I'm good at 
Yeah, because you want to show. Yeah, exactly. You don't, don't want to try something. <laughs> you have no idea if you can do it, like in front of someone that you meet, like just met for the first time. Yeah, that's so true. And sometimes with people you know and you feel safe with, you do weird, crazy stuff just for the hell of it. And yeah. sometimes that's really funny. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really important with like the, the feeling safe around people creatively and personally. Yeah, but yeah. probably a mix of both is yeah. good. Yeah. Because I guess you will also just like never really... Mm, you also get, when you have sessions with new people, you also are like put in a new situation where the other person has their point of view, which might yeah. not, because they don't know you, might not be the same as yours. So maybe you... You will like, learn Exactly, a lot learn that. Yeah. Oh my God, this is really nice, actually. Yeah, just... To be pushed out of your comfort zone, I really, it's kind of a love-hate thing because it's so filled with anxiety and ah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to do what I know I'm good at. And uh, yeah, but it's also that push, gentle, loving push is also really good for for music and being creative and pushing your boundaries musically. Yeah. yeah. So it's like staying in the comfort zone, but... Not step out of it like once in a while, you know? Exactly, yeah. And I feel also kind of, this is very, the whole album really for me is kind of stepping out of my comfort zone. I was I was um, about to make this rock album again. And I say again, because I kind of knew what I was doing. All these, these things. I know if I did this and this and this and this, I would like do a, Probably pretty good rock album. Maybe it wouldn't be great. Maybe it, maybe, I don't know. I just knew I could make something good, but I I wanted to take like that risk creatively and personally and do something else. So yeah, I feel like kind of that's the, that's the vibe of this album. feel like the, the music like the production of this the album uh, the songs are very different but the storytelling of the album has some kind of symmetry and I hope that people uh, recognize that so that's kind of like the, the backbone of the album for me is the lyrics and the storytelling yeah um, is there like an overall theme of the, the stories that you tell I struggled a lot with people pleasing and setting boundaries and uh, acknowledging myself in my own life. That for me was very hard to do. And I had to say goodbye to some past relationships and slap myself in the face kind of. You need to stop ignoring other people's red flags, your own red flags. Stop being such a... I don't know what do you call it in English, but I was like set in my comfort ways that I knew. And I really wanted to take all that. I wasn't happy. I really wanted to take everything I kind of knew and rebuild myself a bit and letting go of some of all the negative self-talk. I went to therapy a lot. A lot of these songs are written after I came out of a therapy session. So, yeah, but it's definitely a very personal album for me. It's kind of, yeah, rebirth in a way. I know that sounds really dramatic, but that's kind of the feelings I had with this album. 
But I think you can feel that. Like I just told you before we started recording that I cried a bit at oh. the chorus. So, <laughs> yeah. Thank so you. that's super nice. I mean, I like crying, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> me too, good cries. For me, it's good. <laughs> yeah, but, and also, like, the, the theme of this song, Capitalism Kills, I felt like, yeah, guess, like, asking myself, what is wealth to me? What do I care for? How do I live in relationship? Why do people worry so much about Instagram likes and social status and... Like, how are you, like, the social construct of how you view your own gender or, like, yeah, what, like, what is all these things in our life? How, how, how are we living authentically because the system tells us that this is a norm or how do we, we really want to break free from kind of this view of what we should do and who, who do we want to be and then... Um, Yeah, so the, I feel like the capitalist system doesn't want us to break free from all the stereotypes and the norms because the system works better if if we all like follow the rules exactly. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't want to do that. I feel like that's taking something from me. I want to at least make the choice for myself, and that is like the irony of the capitalist system because. To make that choice for yourself, they made it very hard. Mm -hmm. And then how do you live in this life with all these rules and these boxes? And also you can't just not follow any of the rules. Like you Exactly. And because then you can't live in the society, kind of. Exactly. And that's like a catch 22. And that's that's I feel like there's a little heartbreak for me in that acceptance of that not having full autonomy in your life. Yeah, I, I remembered I talked to a friend. I told him that I was playing music for a living, but I was working to pay my rent. And he did not understand what I meant. He was like, well, you work for a living and you play music because you think it's fun. And, and I'm like, no, it's not what, it's not what I mean because yeah. what gives me value and gives me peace when I go to sleep at night is to play music, be creative, be a good friend. Like I said before, it's it's hard to accept that the like the outer world, the inner world, how do we combine this and this fucked up system sometimes. It can be so claustrophobic. Definitely. Yeah. I think it's also something that any like everyone can relate to in some way. Like also if you're not an artist and mm, yeah. If you enjoy having a nine-to-five job, there's probably still stuff that bugs you, you know? <laughs> exactly. And also enjoying work is also kind of, for me at least sometimes, this capitalist lie. Because that's maybe something that the system wants you to believe so you can get through it. Yeah. So you I just feel like there must be some people that actually I'm sure that really it. enjoy it. I'm, I'm it's sure just not even me, but... <laughs> I'm sure there is, yeah. <laughs> But yeah. Um, so I always finish the episode by asking if you have any advice for other artists. Very broad question. Do you have an answer? I feel like taking chances musically is very important. Uh, try not to control 
the music or your path, like find some peace in the, the journey you're on is the right one for you. And um, yes, I know this also really sounds basic, but also in this day and age, it's so hard, at least for me, it has been, but just be yourself, be authentic, trying to find the things you love most about yourself and and emphasize them and I, i'm sure that it will shine through creatively so that yeah would be my advice i sorry i just thought of something when you said that which is like something that i've been thinking about lately which is like there's so many people working then in the music industry but feeling horrible and then also earning no money yeah so I think that advice, like try to figure out what is actually making you happy. Like even though you're in the industry that you love, you can mm. still like not have figured out yet exactly. I, I only feel like I figured it out a little bit recently. Yeah. I was very concerned about, oh, did I get this mention in this magazine? Or did I get this validation from this person or community or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was so hung up on outer validation that I that I never considered like okay I can I do I feel good in this and the more love you give yourself I feel like the less outer validation you need and that's just a really nice and amazing feeling also making music that okay I'm not making this for anyone or don't have an agenda this is just the way I wanted to sound right now and that's actually was very hard to let go of so again letting go of the control in some way and nourishing yourself it's also always easy to like say I don't care about the amounts of streams like I don't care about the reviews (laughs) or the likes on Instagram yeah but actually living it is hard so fucking hard (laughs) yeah but uh, we will keep trying. We will every day. We'll try. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Thank you so much for having me and uh, see you out there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and to you listening, here is a full playthrough of Rebecca Lou, Capitalism Kills. And I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode and the other episodes if you did. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah.